The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSA Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSA Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. So I woke up at like 3 a.m. from a dream, and at the end of this dream, I was playing tenor sax with a fake book that said something like American Funeral Festivities or something like like that and I was like okay so what's going on in this dream it was and and for whatever reason at three o'clock in the morning I'm thinking to myself I gotta tell Sean about this I have no idea why it was it was weird man well you know funerals in New Orleans are celebratory so. right so that must have been it you were were you in New Orleans no I I mean I wasn't in New I was in New Orleans on Friday night when I was watching live and let die <laughs> but this is this was not a Friday night when I have you have you ever been to New have you ever been to New Orleans? No, I have to go. I'll tell you it. I got to go before Katrina. Okay, and it's something out of the movies. Really, it is it is flipping awesome? Like not only is the food just you'll never have food like this anywhere else in the world. It's literally like jazz musicians on every street corner and it is like it's 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 bananas i actually saw a funeral i actually saw a funeral procession where they were holding the casket right and there was a brass band playing like and i'm like this is this is nuts like this is like this is just like that scene from yeah from live and let Live die, and let right? die. Yeah. and I, I it's the first thing i thought of and uh and and i'm i'm watching this and and um and then we go for soul food <laughs> i feel like what I, I have to do is i have to go down there with my saxophone mm-hmm. and literally just walk around with it like anybody have a gig for me because i could use money you know oh you'll uh you'll probably get gigs left and right good i mean it's a gig it's a gigging paradise down yeah. there from what i've heard i don't know how again i don't know how things are there now after right. like katrina changed that landscape forever how many times in our lives have we said something like that 9 11 changed everything katrina changed everything covid changed everything like can we can we stop changing everything and maybe just be like okay we can go back to normal i don't know there's still there's places that are still recovering from it i know it's yeah i'm just oh man yeah it's it's it stinks but hey listen on a brighter note for those of us for those of you who don't know jack and i um we uh we run this uh community orchestra program in uh the hopewell pennington area and we just had our uh holiday slash winter concert yesterday with the hopewell valley pops orchestra and uh it was a huge success and uh it was it was a lot of fun all around so um congratulations to everyone on a job on a job done <laughs> no yeah. on, a job, on, a, on a job well done. it's food <laughs> <laughs> so uh 
and kudos to you as well, Jack. And you as well. And uh, hopefully we can get uh, listeners who play instruments to join us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could definitely uh, always use more members because that's a, you know, it's a growing thing. And we can always mm-hmm. add more people to the insanity that is our our ensemble because it is you know people are like oh how serious is it i was like we make fools of ourselves all the time and yet we still do a pretty darn good job so and there is sportsmanship in orchestral playing yes sportsmanship in music ensembles you know we've we've talked about it on numerous episodes um there is the sportsmanship of the audition there's the sportsmanship of you know it's a team it, you know, it's it's uh, realizing the orchestra is bigger than you. You know, it doesn't matter right. what part you play. It's mm-hmm. that are you working together as a team? Yeah. You know, um, so and that does. And, and yes, those are generalized statements because there are situations where you do have to kind of dive into the nitty gritty and figure out exactly what's going on and blah, 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 blah. But from a general standpoint, yes, it is 110% about sportsmanship. So, and speaking of sportsmanship, welcome to how you play the game, the official podcast of the Osip foundation incorporated yours truly Jack Furlong with you. As we talk to you about what's going on, as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned, this is the second episode of the month of December in the year is 2021. This is episode number 99 so we got we got the big one zero zero coming up next next month. So happy you can all be with us. Uh, as always, check us out at osafoundation.org. You can contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org or on facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game, also on YouTube. Also have our apparel store set up. Uh, there's lots of stuff happening. So it's, we're, we're so happy to be with you. And as, as always across the way from me on the screen is the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan, Sean. Hello. How are you? I got a new MacBook. So you're doing terrible. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, uh, the one with the new M one max chip and, uh, it, as you can I'm... tell, Sean is bragging in a very non-sportsman like way about how it, rich he is. I, and I, yeah. Hey, listen, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, the only reason why I was able to get it was because of, uh, first of all, education discount. And I knew, I know someone at Apple and I was able, I'm able to trade in my old laptop. So I, if I had not none of the access to none of those things, I would not be getting a new laptop. So, so, so let's no. talk about lying because Sean is clearly doing, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How, how, President of the Ocean exactly. Foundation, everyone. <laughs> how far can I go with this chop busting shtick? Mm-hmm. I think I Please, went far enough. Doctor, yes. no, no more, more shtick. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Kim Bassinger, Basinger. <laughs> that liver's got to come out. What? Yeah, it's been in the microwave for way too long. <laughs> Oh, man. As you can see, as we run towards the holidays and we're all, you know, we're just totally out of ideas and and zapped. Oh, I'm checked out. Yeah, we're I just checked, like. I checked out. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, t- I, I apologize in advance to our, all our listeners. There, there are parts of this week and next week where I'm literally just like, all right, I just got to get through today. All right, let's just try and do that. You know, I'll tell you what. I have students who I'm sure are not going to show up this week. I, I So I teach private music lessons. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in in the afternoons, and uh, 
uh, I have a pretty consistent schedule each week, but like usually before the holidays, like the week before, it's dead. Like and there's so many people not showing up. Yet they all expect makeup less. I was just going to say there is there's a part of that that involves sportsmanship. Uh-huh. Is that if you if you read the contract, the because I of the business, right? I've seen your contract, and your contracts are very similar to my contracts in the same business of teaching music and whatnot. And mm-hmm. you know there are parts that say there are no makeup lessons if you miss. Right. Yeah, unless unless you meet certain criteria, you know, right. like if like an oh, emergency. Yeah. Were you in the emergency room? Yes. We'll give right. you the makeup lesson. You know. Right. If you right. know, something. Or you know, if you were sick, or if yo, you had, yeah. Or if you had COVID, God forbid. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, I will. We'll make that happen. But I like, even I even do it in my contract, depending upon certain circumstances. Like you give me twenty four hours notice. You know, and it's like like right. something came up and whatnot, and I'm just like, I get it. You know, total. Mm-hmm. You know, th- these things happen. I, right. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, be a, a a jerk about this kind of stuff. What you know, like for you especially, it's different because you have a much stricter schedule. You're working out of a studio for part of your lessons right. and whatnot, so you don't have the same wiggle room, and that's clearly explained in the contract you know especially if they sign up for multiple lessons at once right i can't i unfortunately and you know most of my parents understand about you know most of the clients understand about that and uh and they're pretty you know they they get it yeah and a lot of them as a result just pay for lessons weekly yeah you know that which is fine and you know it's gonna be more expensive right that's hey look you know I, i get it you you have the freedom to you know you're paying for you're paying extra for your convenience yeah right of being able to cancel whereas if you pay for multiple lessons at once technically i'm paying for my convenience yeah to not have to worry about you know being it being paid right right so uh it's a give and take situation so yeah um and and it, funny enough after the concert that we had yesterday right uh, probably i got a couple of students on the horizon potentially oh that's nice of that and a couple of prospective members oh that's what that's even more important because yeah, screw you we just need yeah. members you know sportsmanship <laughs> right yeah you're listen you are rich enough <laughs> no, okay you, so you're giving people the wrong idea i'm gonna have i'm gonna have requests in my paypal for people for people for 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 money i i feel like an instagram model listen you get enough <laughs> you get enough requests for money from all of those bots on instagram you know so yeah listen you know i can only dole out so much yeah you know? I, I i it's all it's a, it's a tax expense right? <laughs> see the problem the problem isn't that you're telling me that you're not happy with my comments about you're being rich the problem is that you're just dumb enough not to know to not know how to write this stuff off and get away with it okay? i know they just you write it even, off jerry you don't even know what a write-off is do well you? do you no no well, they just write it off. They do. <laughs> they're the and they're the ones who write, write it off. <laughs> I just watched that episode. Oh, uh, that's a great one. I, I, a couple nights ago, I, I've been streaming Seinfeld on the Netflix. It's been, right. it's great. I mean, we're I'm on season eight already. And I started maybe like a couple, few weeks ago. Oh, man. Yeah. So Sarah and I have been watching them. And uh, it's, it, that show, you know, it never... I feel like it never lose. I mean, yeah, it's dated. Obviously, like, obviously, a lot of problems on that show could be solved with cell phones, right? But 
like now, I feel like it's become so dated that it's become sort of entrenched in the annals of, you know, of, of, of TV sitcom history, yeah. like even more so than it first was. Cause it's like, it, it's, it, you just, it's like, it's like in the, I love Lucy category yes. or the yes. all in the family category, yes. or the golden girls category, you know, like the, this is a legendary show. That's not going to die. A buddy of mine, uh, suggested to me he said i submit that the greatest moment in sitcom history was when during the contest episode mm -hmm. kramer walks out walks back in a couple seconds later with all that cash slams it down on the table just goes i'm out <laughs> and just like total deadpan and everyone was like mm -hmm. what like like that he he says he says the fact that they had the, the 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 intestinal fortitude to go there mm -hmm. and then throw a curveball with that kind of direct humor and just like no frills and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He said that that is such a brilliant moment. Yeah, you know. And I said I think you could make a point for that. I don't I don't really feel like arguing. I you know? I got a I got a brilliant I got a brilliant point there. The, okay. When when George asks Jerry how the menage a trois yes went yeah and and Jerry's like and she's into it yeah and George is like that's unbelievable <laughs> and Jer and Jerry's like what are you talking about I'm not gonna do it what you're not gonna do it what do you mean you're not gonna, you're not gonna do yeah. it yeah this is like discovering plutonium <laughs> by accident. <That's> <laughs> Do you ever just get down on the ground and thank God that you have access to what is it? My insanity? my dementia. My dementia. <laughs> it's like I can't be an orgy guy. I have to get weird lighting and weirdo carpeting. And yeah, and I gotta change get my wardrobe. Yeah, and no, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. George is just like, and it just fades out, and it's like uh, uh, that. <laughs> like you could never like that sitcom pushed the boundaries like more and more and more. Like, and you look back on it, half of that stuff, you would never be able to air on yeah. a modern sitcom. Today. We smoke them peace pipe. Yeah, you like, never, no, never. Yeah. Oh God, never. I, like, you know, what I, if, if it were to be possible, if they had the drive to really stick it to the cancel culture. Mm -hmm. And I know that Curb Your Enthusiasm obviously picks up the slack for a lot of this. So, so oh we got yeah. to take Curb Your Enthusiasm out of it for a second. Mm -hmm. But there's a part of me that almost wishes that Seinfeld would reunite for like an hour each month you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and just come out with, you know, six new hour long episodes a year, something mm -hmm. like that. And, and literally just try and push it more and more because the brilliance of that show was the, the inward looking of how terrible we truly are. 
Oh, they were awful, you know, awful people. Right. And they were (laughs) and they were doing it in a way that, you know, you know, when Jerry Seinfeld would do his own comedy, Mm -hmm. it was basically saying, how stupid are we that that, you know, that we're we're that were like this, you know, he was portraying a person who was that horrible. And then in his own life, it was a satirical way of saying to us, how horrible are we? Like, what what is going on in our lives? There was a great quote, and it was in it was from uh, it was from the uh, I can't remember what magazine was it, but it was shortly after the finale aired, right? Um, back in '98, and it was from I think it may have been Entertainment Weekly, and it was a whole issue devoted just to Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And I still have it somewhere, and there was a great quote in there by one of the by one of the producers, I think Sh- Sh- Shapiro. Yeah. Uh, and he said, and don't quote me on this. I'm not sure if it's 100% accurate. Seinfeld brings out the worst in all of us. And evidence of that is that Larry David is the dark side of Seinfeld. And George Costanza is the is the dark side of Larry. Wow. And, and, and it, because you can see that Larry David is sort of a combination of both mm-hmm. Jerry and George, like in his mannerisms. Right. Like, and a lot of the things that happened in the show actually happened to Larry David. Right. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Like, at, and, 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 and we as, at, we as the viewers can watch and laugh at, at this and realize, wow, we're, we're not, no one is without sin. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's kind of a poignant, it's in a, in a more serious note, it's kind of a poignant, observation like you know we all we're all terrible on the inside to some extent that's why i always submit that you should be writing seinfeld scripts about the things that have happened to you in your life because you are the george costanza of our circle so i know i know and 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 the thing is like i the reason why like curb your enthusiasm is successful in terms of like not being canceled Mm -hmm. it's because it's on hbo right right so on network TV, you can't get away with this anymore. Right. Um, and the sad reality of it is, well, it's not sad, but it's like, it's necessary to say this. In order to be funny, you have to risk being offensive. Yes. If, if you're not offensive, you're to somebody, it, no one else can laugh at their, I don't want to say laugh at their expense, but we have to like all look inwards and realize if you can't laugh about certain things, if you can't laugh at yourself or, or, or perceived stereotypes, I mean, you're not really, you're not getting it. Yeah. Like I, I, and I, and I'm not, it's not, people need to understand context, right? Like, like, we had talked about this with Dave Chappelle. We we had talked about this with South Park. We mm-hmm. talked about this with Family Guy. Like you you have to like get get into the minds of the writers, get into the minds of the the observation, you know, the the, the writer's observations. If and if and if it comes down to it, if it offends you that much even after looking inward and looking at, you know, yeah, I can see why people might find that funny. Then you always have the power to turn it off. Yep. Yep. It, it's it's like it it and let other people enjoy the humor. Uh, it's 
it, it has nothing to do with there's there's never malintent when it comes to observational humor and pointing out the fault of someone based on a particular stereotype mm -hmm. in the context of comedy. Now, there's a difference when you can tell when someone means it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a different story, right? Like, especially if you, especially if you, if you know, if you know someone versus if you don't know someone, uh, I'll bring up that incident at the golf course um a few a, about a month ago after we played yeah and uh we 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 were we were golfing with this lovely asian couple mm -hmm. and i don't want to take too much more time on this but i think this is really important yep we were golfing with this really nice asian couple and they were in their 70s i'd say 60s 60s, 70s, 70s okay maybe and they were pretty decent but you know they took their time but we were also like playing according, according to pace. according to the scorecard like right. the, the, like we were maybe behind on some holes but we made it up on others and we were we were when we finished we were no more than 10 minutes off i think we were 10 minutes behind there you I go that, that which is it. which to me is not a sin no and yeah. and it was cold that day and it was it was but it was still nice out yeah. but it was like i don't know anyway so people behind us were like on our asses every hole like and and it just they never approached us really directly and then but after the round this guy uh i and i think you had left by this point yeah i went to go in to use the bathroom and one of the guys from the group behind us came in and was like hey man did you just finish did what were you did you just finish your round I was like, yeah, about 10 minutes ago. He's like, yeah, you guys, you guys are pretty effing slow. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, we were, but we were the guys behind you, man. You were, you were going real slow. We like, what, what, what gives? I'm like, well, I mean, I thought we were on pace. I mean, I, I you know, you guys seemed like you were really rushing. I mean, we yeah. would have, we would have let you play through had you asked. And he's like, no, no. And then, then he, he calms down a little bit. And then he refers to the people with whom we played using the C word. Yeah. And I was the like. The racial C word. The racial C word. Yeah. Not the sexual C word. The right. racial C word. And I was like, dude, that's really not cool. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this conversation is over. And I wound up reporting him. Yeah. Because I don't know the guy. And he's he was, you know, he sees me and 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 he was white and I'm white. And he was tr probably trying to like, you know, our common enemy brings yeah. us together. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going that way, man. Like you're on your own. Like yeah. that's I'm I don't want to associate with you. Like It'd be one thing if you were my friend and you said that. Where I could and, tell and, that and you're joking, joking. And, yes. in, and if we were in a private setting and we were and we were obviously joking about yeah. it, yep, um, then that's a different story. Yep, but and that's important to note because I think and, some people hear that kind of stuff and they say, "Oh, we should never be saying this." We should know, like, like we're all human beings. We're right. all, you know, when we're in familiar territory and privacy and you know whatnot, 
rules right. are slightly different. Let's be the honest. Rules are slightly different, but I reported the guy and they're like, they're like, yeah, we've, I, I, I we've heard some things and, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm like kind of reticent on going back to that. That course. course. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, 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 and it's a shame because like, I don't want that one experience to be the determining factor, but you know, um, that's a pretty big matzo ball, you it know, is. and there's like, again, there's, there's the sportsmanship of the business yeah, and, and how sportsmanship can act out outside of sports. Yeah. And I believe our topic is about Sport- sportsmanship and business. the TSA. Yeah. So, so thank you we, for that segue. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Like that? <laughs> no, you'll have to explain to me. Um, so, so, Let's give some background here. You know, Sean and I, and all of us in our circle and whatnot, we, you know, no matter what we do, obviously right now, uh, the coronavirus and the pandemic is always kind of on the forefront of our minds to a certain degree. And we're lucky that we've been able to put it behind us to a certain degree and kind of get on with our lives. Uh, And I I think many of us, uh, try and, and, and operate that way. And, and, and I say that because, you know, and I, I've been kind of preaching this for a lot of time because I, you know, with all the different roles and jobs and responsibilities that I have, you, you minister to people in so many different ways, whether it's through OSIP or through religious or spiritual things, or just through friendship or whatever. And, and to me, the, the, the common theme has always been, don't let fear run your life. Okay. Fear is a very powerful tool that can, can really disable a lot of things. And it's unfortunate. Um, You know, we, we spend so much of our lives just trying to get by each day and ask questions like what's it all about and whatnot. And, and we run into these road roadblocks of fear worry, doubt, anxiety, etc. And those lead to things like shame and guilt and low self-esteem and not knowing what our value is as a human being. And it's just a hodgepodge of insanity. And we all go through the ups and the downs with it. We, we are all human and we're all going to feel a plethora of, of emotions that it's, it's going to be, you know, a tidal wave. Then we're just going to be going up and down and this roller coaster is going to be nonstop, especially when we have uncertainty on our minds due to the pandemic. And I think I'd like to believe that more and more people are getting to a point now where even though they're not the loudest of voices, which is actually a good thing, uh, we're, just, we're just sick of it. And we're all kind of saying enough is enough. You know, uh, I think I speak for a lot of people. And Sean, if you want to dissent, you're welcome to. But the goalposts have been moved so many times. And from what we are seeing with new variants and whatnot, more and more people are kind of just getting to the point where it's like, I don't care anymore. I'm vaccinated. I got a booster shot. I'm just done with this. And I think we've all kind of got like, I, I think the point of reason that 
you know, we talk about sportsmanship and compromise and whatnot and those types of things, because that's a very important thing. And I think the compromise that we like you and I definitely, I think, agree on this is that in light of of where we are in our world right now, you know, your, your two options are either get vaccinated you know, if you need to carry around proof of your vaccine, that's that's fine. Um, or continue to wear a mask and get tested and this, that, the other. And that in itself, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I put an asterisk next to it because um, we can obviously argue separately about uh, the vaccines, about the masks, all these different things, because those are topics that we could we could spend an episode on each if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And for the purposes of our discussion right now, I'm just going to make the assumption that let's just assume everything's on par when it comes to masks and vaccines. OK. And we're all kind of to a point now, I think, where, you know, you, you and I probably agree on this. It's like, look, we're vaccinated boosters, the whole thing, okay? We should be allowed to live our lives 100% the way it was prior with the understanding that, you know, we have to, we, we kind of have to renew the standard of, um, of, of prudence that maybe was a little lax for some people before the pandemic, you know? And the reason I say that is because I remember I was I was I walked into a post office once, my local post office, and they had a sign up and they said, here are the six things that you can do to help stop the spread of coronavirus. And it was, you know, maintain, you know, proper distance from people, uh, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze, disinfect surfaces that have uh, high traffic to them, wash your hands frequently, especially before and after handling food or eating. Stay home if you're sick, except to seek medical attention, you know, and don't touch your face, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, these are all things that we should have been doing anyway, right? Like nothing here is stupid. Nothing here is, is so outlandish. And I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm thinking to myself, I've been, this is kind of how I've lived my life. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because I've battled things like being a germaphobe and OCD and HSP and all this other stuff for so long. I'm like, I've been doing this. I wash my hands and use hand sanitizer to the point where people think I'm crazy. And now the level that I do it, people are like, yeah, that's normal. Like, what am I just ahead of the game here? You know, like, like, (laughs) am I from the future? You know, like what, what the hell, man? So you got to shave your head for that. I really do. And I got to wear the, like the one piece V-neck suit and Mm -hmm. like, I'm coming from a different, you know, planet and whatnot. And so anyway, with all of that being said, I think there are still a few places that require masks, even if you're vaccinated and, to me, that's insane because this goes against sportsmanship from the standpoint of fear. You are, you know, and, and granted, there are some people out there who choose to live a certain way. And you know what? That's on them. If they want to live in fear, live in fear. Or if you happen to be immunocompromised, you know, and you have to take extra special care. Hey, okay, that's fine. That's on you, man. You know, and, and, 
we'll, the rest of us are going to live our lives normally. Um, and I just, I just simply do not agree with how the goalposts have been moved so much uh, because what it basically says is there's no end in sight. And we have to stand up to that to a certain degree. So what I wanted to talk about today was the fact that there's an issue with masks when it comes to public transportation. Um, to me, that's insane. And let me explain why. You know, public transportation being planes, trains, and buses, basically, are, yes, they're used by a lot of people, okay? And, and as a result of that, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, you can make arguments that there are going to be people who are going to be using them, that you don't know where they've been, this, that, that, whatever. Okay. They've put in these mask mandates for transportation, and they keep extending the date as to when it's going to expire. Okay. First it was, it's going to expire in August and then, and then it's January and now they've moved it to March and they just keep moving the goalposts of this in a way that mimics all this other stuff. That being said, there is, you know, most of these mandates are supposed to have exemptions to them. Okay. Because there are legitimately people who cannot wear masks, myself being one of them. And when you read some of the stories that are being told and how people are responding, it, it makes my blood boil. The one that always gets me is the story of the four-year-old autistic boy who can, let me say this again, he's four and he's autistic, okay? Like low-functioning low autistic. Yeah, right? like, like let's, let's be clear here, like okay? Like can't communicate in conventional ways. Right. This is not the average person. He has to fly with his parents from Florida to Massachusetts regularly to receive treatment for his condition. And I think they usually fly frontier. And, you know, and basically they have tried to say on numerous occasions and preemptively too. So they're not just going up and like trying to make a scene. They're calling ahead. Listen, my son is four and autistic. I have medical documentation that says he cannot wear a mask. I, we gotta get on this plane. And it's gotten to a point now where they literally just deny him and say he can't fly. And now they're going to deny him his treatment because of that. You know, basically saying, well, then take a road trip and drive. And, and, and it's like, you're going to make them spend all this extra money and all this extra time, you know, to, 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 to do something like that when it's obviously much more convenient to fly um, because you don't have to fly. And, and it has gotten to the point where people like that have gotten on what are, in essence, no-fly lists. They are being banned from flying by these airlines because they have tried to responsibly say, I, I cannot wear a mask. And the parents are wearing masks, right? I believe so. I be or at least one of them is wearing a mask. You know, you, you get varying things and whatnot. And... Mm -hmm. Whatever. I mean, 
there, I, I guess the point is that there's, there is such inconsistency here. And then here's a, there, there are other, there are other incidents that are being brought to our attention about, you know, there's one guy who flies, I think in Alaska and, you know, the, the Alaskan airlines are basically saying like, you know, I took my mask off to eat and drink. And they said, you have to put it back on while well, I'm eating and drinking. Well, you have to wear it while you eat and drink. You know, that's impossible, right? What? <laughs> like, like, are you telling me that I literally have to take the mask down, put something in my mouth, put it back up every what? 10 seconds. Like this is, this is, this is borderline insanity. No, it is insanity. It's, and it's, what do we want to call it? Do we want to call it fascism? Do we want to call it, you know, government control? It's whatever you, however you want to label it, it's nuts. And then there, I, there's a, there's a guy here on another article that I'm looking at. Um, this guy uh, does business in Texas, resides most of the year in Israel. Okay. And he has the, he has paid for the, the, the pre-check status. You know, there's that thing now where it's like, you know, if you pay extra money, you don't have to go through the long lines of being screened at the airport. You're paying for the convenience. And, you know, I, I'm going to say that the fact that that's available in the first place, I think is pretty questionable. Yes. Yes. Like, why give, I mean, so if you have the money, you can skip you, you have the money that you can, you can tell line what you, you basically do is you're basically paying the government to screen you now and they'll say, okay, he doesn't appear to be a threat. We can let so him. So what throw. if everybody had the money? Right. Exactly. We just be, we just be back to where we were. Right. It's it, th that in itself is questionable, but that being said, they have revoked that status from him and basically say, you are, you are unsafe to fly because you are suing the airline so because he's exercising his right as a citizen right to to, ch to challenge a mandate you, you now banned exactly we're basically it's it, it's take your ball and go home did and, he actively try to like create a scene at the airport according because i because if if that were a situation if that happened, I right. could kind of see why right. they would do that. But if he just, if he was preemptive and, you know, voiced his opinion in the form of a lawsuit against the TSA without causing a physical incident. Right. Then I, then, then, then that's messed up. Right. But if he's right. at the location and like pushing and shoving and yelling and causing a scene, you know, or trying to rip masks off of other people. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's when that's when yeah, you're, no, you you need it, you must go now. <laughs> right. No, it says here that he literally just received a letter that stated, quote, as a result of recurrent checks and based on a comprehensive background check, TSA was unable to determine that you pose a sufficiently low risk to transportation and national security to continue to be eligible for expedited airport security screening through the TSA pre-check application program. You just get a letter out of the blue that says, nope, you're gone. So he can't, so not only can he not, so not only can he not, 
is he eligible for that pre-check-in? He can't fly at all. Right, because they're basically not going to let him on the plane without the mask. And and this is a service for which he paid. Correct. Correct. And he's and not get and he's not getting that money back. More than likely not. No. See, that's bullshit. Oh, I totally agree. That's um, bullshit. And and let me let me throw this out there too, okay? Because I've researched a lot of this. I have I have said personally the minute masks are no longer mandated i will get on a plane i will get on a train i'll get on a bus i want to travel but i can't because of this insanity the 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 mandate says coming from the federal government that you have to show you know the following you know exemption you know medical documentation to be exempt blah 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 okay basically what they did was they put in the mandate to say that all airlines have to have some sort of guidance to say that you can you you can find a way to get the exemption okay but many of these airlines either don't do that um or do it in a way that makes it impossible okay the, the most common one that I see is where so they, the onus is on them, right? The, the not the, necessarily not necessarily the government, but right. on the airline, right? And the and the airlines are basically saying this is this is the generic template of what I'm seeing. It says if you can actually prove that you need to get on a flight and that you cannot wear a mask, which we feel is next to impossible. Like this is basically what the airlines are saying. If you can somehow convince us that that this is legitimate, we reserve the right to have you fly on whichever path we choose in order to maintain the safety of others, which means that if you need to go from Florida to Massachusetts, we may instead of putting you on a 10 a.m. flight that's direct, we may put you on an overnight flight that has nobody on it that has stops in Chicago and, and, you know, and Montana, we have, we reserve the right to do that because we don't agree with you. Basically it is, it has gotten to a point where they're just holding us for, for, you know, for ransom and, you know, a lot of people, I, I think there are a lot of people now who, you know, they're just like, I don't care enough. I'm just going to put it on even though I don't agree with it. And that's okay. I get it. But philosophically speaking, this is, this is all wrong. Right. You know, it should be at a point now where if, you know, you, 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 I would, in the spirit of compromise, I would even propose this, okay? Even though I don't agree with how this is working. To use federal transportation planes trains buses you have two options option one wear the mask option two bring your vaccine card show proof of vaccination bring uh proof of a covid test one day prior and get a covid test while you're at the airport like one of the rapid ones Okay. And if you want to tell me that I got to pay for all of that out of my own pocket, fine. Okay. All I right. will gladly pay for additional testing 
if that means that I can follow a reasonable rubric to say, listen, I understand the concern, even if I don't agree with it. I'm willing to compromise here in the name of sportsmanship. But to basically just take your ball and go home like this is poor sportsmanship on the part of the TSA. And it, 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 it becomes fear-mongering, mm-hmm. you know? And people are like, oh, masks do this and masks do that. I'm like, I'm not, that's not for debate here. The debate is that there are people like a four-year-old with autism who can't wear a mask. We're not telling people they should all be donating money to this four-year-old. We're telling people, please don't infringe on his liberty so that he can just get on a plane for two hours and get to his medical treatment. Right. Is is your life going to be so destroyed if we don't just let the four-year-old with autism get on a plane without a mask? Probably not. Probably not. You know, is he vaccinated? Probably not. Does he have, can he get COVID tests? Now, again, here's the thing. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Will the kid get a COVID test because he's four and autistic? Now, maybe that's a different story. But you got to do, you you got to at least meet me halfway here. Because if I'm willing as the person who is anti-mask in this situation to meet at the bargaining table and say, I don't agree with this, but I'm willing to do the following to help you out. If you're not even coming back to the bargaining table, then that's on you. That's just terrible. Right. You know, this isn't this isn't like baseball that's in a lockout right now because the players aren't coming back to the bargaining table. That's over glorified entertainment. This is about just traveling on a friggin' plane. And 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 I, it really bothers me. Like it, 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 it saddens me. And I, th- I say to myself now, oh, I have to wear a mask to do this. I guess you don't need my business. Okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, when businesses require you to wear a mask to, to enter, even though I'm vaccinated, I guess you don't really want me as a customer. I'll go somewhere else. I'll right. do something else. Sorry. Right. So that's, that's my problem. Um, and as I'm reading a lot of this stuff, uh, the most recent thing that I saw was that, you know, they all kind of submitted these lawsuits to the Supreme Court. And John Roberts just kind of like recently dismissed it all without even comment, at which, which is even more questionable, in my opinion, because he's not even he's he's basically saying, I'm not even going to put this in front of the other justices, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, that's that to me is sick that that that, you know, you are you are the chief justice of the Supreme Court and you just dismiss it without comment. Just saying there's no infringement. Next case. Right. That's wrong. Yeah, that is wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think, you know, the. You gotta you gotta take this into you gotta look at this in a very situational way. Like when COVID first debuted to theaters um <laughs> back in twenty 
<laughs> and I'm I'm joking. And it was rated NC-17 for <laughs> immaturity. And I, I'm I'm joking. I, right. I shouldn't have said that. No, um, no, you can. It's fine. Um, I like I, that. That's a good. I, we got to be able to laugh at it. I'm I sorry. Know, you do have to. You have to. You do have to laugh at it because yeah. it's been made into a theatrical thing. Yes. When you know when it originally came out, it wasn't. It was like a pretty serious. Like we didn't know what it was. Right. And we're aff naturally afraid of things we don't know about. And hindsight's twenty twenty, so we can look back on it now and say, at the time, right? So it is what it, it was. What it was. I wore my mask everywhere. Mm -hmm. I was very pro. I was like, you know, I don't know anything about it. Let's just, out of an abundance of caution, you know, be careful and be responsible. Let's mask up. Let's wash our fruit. Let's, you know. Are you saying that you didn't wash fruit beforehand? Wash our well, you know, like fruit, like groceries. Oh. Like, like literally hand Wipe sanitizing down your like, groceries. You yeah. Know, you know, I washed fruit that obviously I was going to eat. Um, but, you know, fruit that I hang on my Christmas tree, I didn't wash. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you know, you're, 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 you're extending this podcast into places I didn't expect it to go. But so anyway, I anyway, so, so the point I'm making is like, you know, we, 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 you kind of have to go overboard so that you're covering all your bases. And um, at the time that behavior was, was, was fine because it was understood. We, we, we didn't was know understood. any other way. Yes. And whether you agreed with it or not, it was understood. It was understood. And, yes. and, I, and I, and I wore my mask everywhere and I was very careful and, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't get together with friends as much. I didn't get together. With, I didn't even, I didn't get together on Christmas with my parents that year in 2020. I was, we did, you know, Sarah and I did a, a Zoom call with them. Uh, and, you know, we, we were very, we were playing it very safe. This was before the vaccine. And now that there's the alternative where vaccines are out for pretty much everyone five and up, we now have that, we now have that contingency. Yes. And I feel like, I feel like we're sort of, and, and that's actually a poor choice of words for it because like, the vaccine shouldn't be the contingency. That should be the default. Yeah. The mask should be the contingency for people who choose not to get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, mask up. If you if you have the Mac, if you have the vaccine and your booster shot, what why why are we you know yeah. what there's no and and I'll I'll take it even a step further. Like restaurants, when so many businesses went out, so many restaurants went out of business, so many other types of businesses that required people to be at a place went out of business. I mean, we saw it with our own eyes. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's insane. And when we went to this ramen restaurant, up in North Brunswick and they required masks, even though 
everyone was vaccinated. Like we, we or not everyone. Well, I, I didn't know who was vaccinated or who wasn't. But you're I assuming was. you're assuming that people are vaccinated I, at that time in that area. I mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's a heavily populated area, and it's I was vaccinated. Sarah was vaccinated. And based upon the demographics as well, because you were up north in North Jersey, it's probably a very pro-vaccine area right. as well. Okay, more central, but 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 like yeah, it was heavily populated. Yeah, and city like yeah you know you had you have rutgers up there or new new brunswick sorry yeah um yeah so we go up there and they're taking temperature checks and they're requiring that anytime you stand up you have to put the mask on and i'm like our, our table is right like not even 10 feet away they're like, I'm like, so you're saying once we sit down, we can take the mask off. That's right. Okay. So it can't get me then apparently. So not to mention the restaurant was packed and the tables were most certainly less than six feet apart. And everyone sitting down didn't have their masks on. Yeah. So why didn't, if you really truly cared and was concerned for everyone's safety, then you either wouldn't be open or you do takeout or or delivery only or you you reduce the capacity of people sitting inside right because my my thought is and this is based on science is that if you're in a place where you're going to eat why have a mask on at all yeah like you you know what I mean? Like it, the the virus still, it if it if what we believe to be true about science is that when you open your mouth and you exhale, the virus comes out. Well, if the restaurant's packed and people are eating, what right. what difference does it make? Like you you like why I don't understand why walking that 10 feet to my table makes a difference when I could just like I I jokingly said to the waitress I'm like can I just hold my breath yeah and I, I wound up you know I I my point is like you do have to make you do have to kind of poke fun at it you have and, to and I, I the food was delicious I'm not you know I wore my mask you know I followed the rules but you you have to like take a step back and say like how far can we how far do can we go with this yeah. like i i have seen as a private music teacher i have started students at the beginning of this pandemic i've never seen their face yeah how disheartening is that like and these are students who are vaccinated i'm vaccinated i should be able to you don't have a connection with someone where you can't see their mouth right you don't have that connection with them and i have wind students who can take off their masks and at that point um, why not all my students exactly like that's the point i'm trying to make it's like if not with one why not with all of them i have said this millions of times before i have said why is it that for the 10 seconds it takes me to get from the door to my table you're requiring the mask but for the hour I'm at my table, I don't have to wear it. It doesn't work. I have said it to 
music students, parents, and places where I've gigged. I said, listen, I, you can't put a mask on and play a wind instrument. It doesn't work. Okay. Even if I cut a hole in the mask, the mask is now pointless if you believe it works. Because I personally don't believe they work, but that's, that's beside the scope of this discussion. Let's make that clear. Okay. And parents have basically said, I'm not going to have you teach my kid if you, if you can't wear a mask. Like, I'm teaching your kid flute. Flute is a woodwind instrument that requires the person playing the flute to expel air out their mouth. If you think that can be done with a mask on, you're crazy. You are legitimately insane. Mm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, if we, we can't say, hey, mask up, except in these circumstances and say this is going to work. And see, I, re- I, 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 res- I do believe masks work to an extent, but the, my problem is that the, the, these regulations are not consistent. No, there is a lo- complete lack That's of consistency. That's my problem. Like, I yeah. remember when the pandemic first started and Governor Murphy, uh, well, I don't even think it was Murphy. I think it was just a local ordinance at the, at the shore said you can go paddle boarding but you can't go swimming or something like that like yeah like what yeah what what like where what how what dif- you're in the water yeah what difference does it make like like please someone explain this to me if someone can explain that to me and back it up with science that's a different story right I can't see the logic in that. And I've tried to find it and it's just not there. Like I, you know, here's the thing too, right? And this is a governor Murphy thing. Murphy is the New Jersey governor for those of you. Who I'm don't sorry. Know. Yeah, yeah. New yeah. Jersey governor. Right. Last year, not this year, last year, he okayed indoor winter sports. For schools. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> what? No, really. Yeah. I'm, no, not, you're I'm, un- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This this episode's rated M for immature. Yes. But I'm sorry. What? You're requiring kids to wear masks in school and for teachers to wear masks in school. But for sports, indoor sports, wrestling, full capacity... Well, now, granted, with some with some of the indoor sports, he said you can't have fans. Like, and on like senior nights, he said you can have each each player can have two fans, so one you know two. Well, parents, I think at this point he it was he still relaxed just, it enough okay. where it was like you could have it full like you, full indoor, capacity. And yet there were sports, basketball go, games, wrestling. You could go to a high school basketball game with full capacity, and there would be lots of people without masks on. But guess what? Band rehearsal? Nope, nope. You're outside. Yep. Or no band. Yep. Okay. That's well, like that's like going to a basketball game now at Madison Square Garden. And you look at the court and you see, you know, the 10 players and the three refs on the court and the coaches are all maskless. There are a lot of people who are maskless down there. And yet you're going to tell all the other people they got to mask up. I'm like, the people down there are the ones who are huffing and puffing and are, you know, are more of the problem. Mm-hmm. So... And, what, what uh, and, and, right. And let me ask you this. 
where are the outbreaks at sporting events now? Yes. Yes. Where I mean, where are the super spreader events? Because apparently, if we all get the 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 the, and again, I would love for someone to explain this to me, and I will listen to them, and yeah. I will respect the the science if they can explain it and argue their point respectfully. But in from 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 looking and from the outside in, it was like when COVID first started, mass gatherings were super spreader events. Right. Well, <laughs> we're allowing professional sports where people don't have to wear masks in some venues anymore. Right. And where, wh why aren't we reporting on that anymore? Why is it that we haven't done something where we're like, you know what, let's do an experiment. Let's book a plane full of people and we're gonna tell them all, all right, you all gotta show vac uh, a vaccine card, and but none of you are wearing masks and we're gonna fly them from New Jersey to Florida. And we're gonna just then take them from there. We're gonna put them in a hotel or whatever. And we're just mm -hmm. gonna track them. We're gonna test them every day when this is just an experiment. And let's see how many people get sick. And not even that, how many people are hospitalized yeah. and how many people die. Let's get because every variable. Because we're looking at the wrong, we're looking at the wrong statistics. Yeah. I think in my, in my, in my view. Thank you, Tim McCarver. <laughs> but I think that, you know, with the new, with the new Optimus Prime variant. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're far on fire less, today. It's far less, it's far from the, from the preliminary data we have seen so far it is much less serious. This is what viruses do, is they mutate it, over time. They might become more transmissible, but they become less deadly. Right, and so like- That's and, science. That's science. And, and and you know, we're, people are just, they're looking at COVID as COVID. They're not looking at the variants. They're like, oh, yeah. COVID cases are going up. We have yep. to mask up again. Well, hold on, hold, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let's look at context. Which variant was it? What are the symptoms? Are people who are getting it masking? Are they vaccinated? Or, you know, right. what, you know. And a lot of pe people who are vaccinated are getting it, but that, but the vaccines dramatically reduce the infection, the infection severity. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what we want to look at. If you get, because if if you get COVID and you wind up having the sniffles and a scratchy throat and that's really what the oma gang variant is <laughs> oma gang brewery is a fantastic brewery and they're not paying us to say that okay no. so you know like if if you're getting that variant then well and if that's the extent of the infection all right what 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 am i missing like it, it, it's 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 like i i don't think I think we're we're this is now this is where fear is is playing mind games with us right. because you know I've been very adamant about about getting tested if, if whenever I get sick I'm getting tested for COVID that's fine whenever I get sick I'm getting tested just to be sure and just to and if I and guess what if I test positive I'm I'll I'll stay home okay because I'm sick anyway. Yeah. I shouldn't be out. I shouldn't be out. And I will mask up if I know that I'm that I'm sick. 
because I, I do believe they work to an extent that maybe, you know, it, it, depending on where you are, depending on the circumstances, but if I'm perfectly healthy and I'm vaccinated, I'm sorry, but it, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I, yeah. I just, it's, I, I don't feel I, and, and, and here's the thing. People are saying, well, that's selfish. And I'm thinking, well, you know what's selfish? It's the people who choose to be unvaccinated who know that that they could be potentially ending a a they could be potentially putting an end to this 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 fear. Right. Right. That's one way to look at it. You know, not what everyone else? not everyone will agree with that. Right. But that that's fine. You're you're free to not get the vaccine if you don't right. want. That's your prerogative. What's, but there are going to be consequences for that. And what's also selfish is the fact that then these people who are living in fear are going to judge those who don't agree with them. That's selfish because you're basically saying, no, you live the way I want you to live or you're wrong. Right. That's selfish. Yeah. That's all, you know, that's another variant of selfish, right. not to bring out more variants. Yeah. You know, and the other thing too is about the vaccines, okay? Just like masks, just like anything else, we we assume out of fear that the vaccine is the antidote, the cure-all, the you know, the the golden ticket, the MacGuffin, okay? Mm -hmm. We got to have this in everybody. Right. Let's talk about how vaccines work, okay? The flu vaccine, for example, which is only about 60% effective and is a guess each oh, year. if that. If okay? That. Yeah. The flu vaccine, what it does is it provides your body with the antibodies to fight off the flu. And what happens is if, the, if you get the flu, okay, the vaccine goes to work well before you even start showing symptoms or if you're contagious or whatever the case may be, and it'll, it basically fights it off before it becomes a problem. And that's basically kind of the same thing that's going on here with the COVID vaccines is that you might come in contact with someone who has COVID and you might contract it, but you're going to be, you know, you're going to have your body fighting that thing off before you're anywhere near showing symptoms or detrimental to other people. Right. Okay. That's how these things work. It doesn't stop you from getting COVID. What it does is it tells your body if this intruder gets in, we're going to fight it off. And here's another in, unintended consequence of masking unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. When you're wearing the mask all the time, your body then is deprived of the necessary bacteria. Yes. And 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 there was a there was a there was a I think earlier at the start of the school year this year, and I could be wrong, but. I think Tom's River, there was a there was a super spreader cold, like a okay. like a like a super cold. Okay. That that, out, that was an outbreak in the schools, and I think like like hundreds of students were sick with it, like pretty sick. But it wasn't COVID, and they all wore masks. Yeah, they all wear masks in the schools, and yet they all got sick with the with the cold, and. I mean, okay, maybe they got, maybe they touched something and they put it in their mouths. That's Whatever. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. But when you mask up and you're, you're, you're almost too diligent, you don't provide your body with the necessary, the necessary bacteria you need to, to boost your immune system, to fight off 
like simple colds right. and flus. And as a result, you're you're a walking re- time bomb at that. You're point. regressing. Yeah. You're you're going the other way with it. So I, like like it's almost like, and again, <laughs> this is gonna make me sound like a terrible person, but well, you are, but it's okay because well, I yeah. am too. But if we all got the Odyssey variant, the <laughs> Well, no, listen, hear me out. No, I just love that you went from calling it the Optimus Prime variant to the Omegang variant to the Odyssey variant. He's talking about the Omicron variant. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, 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 that's it. Because I don't know anymore. But if we, but if we, but if we all sort of intentionally got it, wouldn't that make it less... And it's more transmissible, right? So I think so, yeah. It, it, I think it's much more transmissible, but it's a lot less severe. Yeah. So if we all got it, like, wouldn't that almost like Put it would replace it. Yeah. the more it would it would replace the more dangerous Delta variant? Yeah. Like, and maybe maybe like I mean again. This is hypothetical. I'm not yeah. saying like go out and cough everywhere and yeah, like, go lick some know, doorknobs, people. Make out yeah. with each other. Like it's Oh like, darn, I really wanted to make out with everybody. You yeah. know? <laughs> but like I'm not saying I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not advocating <laughs> for that. Okay. Please you're don't. Saying, you're saying do that. That's what you're no, saying. But but you're, like I gotta become an orgy guy, you know? <laughs> you bring it a full circle here. Like Okay, so like the people that I remember, like in middle, I think in Middletown, like at the beginning of all this, when the, there was like a seven hundred person house party, like right. before we knew anything about COVID, that was pretty stupid. Like yeah. th- that was really stupid. Don't do that. But now that we know more about it, don't still don't like probably shouldn't have that kind of party to begin with because I don't know if the house can hold seven hundred people. That's more. I, of a I don't know. Like that's I, like I, a structural it, issue. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you should have that many people anyway. It's a but, fire hazard. But my point is that you know, is this something that is going to occur naturally? I mean, you should obviously still get the vaccine. You I, I, get the booster shots if you're eligible, and and do whatever you feel is for is good for you to yeah. to help. Tell if you want to wear a mask, that's absolutely okay. I'm not judging you for that. Absolutely. Go ahead. Maintain a social distance. Fine. Uh, that's that's absolutely fine. But then don't in return judge me right. for not doing what you're doing. But what I'm saying is if you, by happenstance, get Oma, 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 Oma of the Brave. Oma of the Brave. <laughs> then maybe look at it as sort of like the silver lining like hey you know i'm kind of glad i got this variant not the and other not the ones. delta variant yeah. and maybe that more people are getting it we're overall limiting the severity of it even though the transmission rate is higher you know it's still not as terrible because again we're i feel like we're not looking at the correct data yeah i mean it's good to look at all the data points it's good to look at transmission it's good to look at the you know the hospitalizations it's good to look at you know the the death rate if you believe think, them yes yeah it, it, well <laughs> because right. that's another story right and, and it, yeah it's all contextual and yeah. and i think you know but my point is that let's we should really be focusing on the death rate which the, is which i I mean, look, I can go onto my app right now. The problem with the death rate is that we know for a fact that hospitals are labeling deaths as COVID, even when they're not, 
because they're getting a kickback. And that's my argument there is that in theory, yes, look at the death rate. If people aren't dying from this, then okay, it's a different story. Okay. The problem though, is that these, these hospitals, okay, this guy died of cancer, but we're going to label it COVID because we get $13,000 for that. Right. That's why I don't, that's why I have a problem with the death rate uh, statistic. Right. So over the past, since the end of August or yeah, since the end of August, the death rate has actually slowly been declining. Good. So, and the vaccination rate has been slowly increasing. So like, and I'm on my, my, um, what is it? The smart news app where you can look at like multiple angles of a story and right. make, make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that it's, it, it's actually a pretty good app. I, I, I try and not, he's not to, being paid to say that I try to not, I try not to look at it too often because yeah. I, I, I try to limit my news intake. Um, and, and uh, except for stories that are really relevant to you, especially uh, to, to, yeah. to me. Yeah. And, and you know, the, yeah, the trend is since the end of August, it looks like it's going down. It did spike a little bit mid-December, but like where we are now, but right. but I think that, and it did spike a lot at the end of August because, you know, school started and you have to do, you do take that into consideration. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a natural thing, but I think the people who are vaccinated, the death rate up there are only, I think I read an article, like I can't remember. And I should, I should have that information readily available, but among the vaccinated, I think, and I, I could be wrong, but only 800 people have died who are fully vaccinated. There you go. Like out of a population of millions, three, 300 million. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, can we, can we look at that for a second? Yeah. Hate to tell you this, people. People die, and yeah. we, if the, if the statistic is eight hundred out of three hundred million, or it may have been eight hundred out of New Jersey's population, which is either, seven, which is it's either way, it's either still way, a very small number. You're not even at one percent, people. Right. What's the New Jersey population? Fourteen million. A lot. And it's we're the most densely populated state in 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 the nation. In the nation, yeah. And we only have eight hundred deaths. I mean. Again, death is terrible. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that. Oh, yay! We should celebrate it, but we should use that as a point of, we should use that as a point of factual context and whatnot. Context and and intelligence to realize. Let's okay. Let's look at those 800 deaths and look at the circumstances. Were they immunocompromised? Were they were they were they older? Like were they in their 80s or 90s? Were they Maybe they weren't wearing masks. Who knows? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were. Were they Maybe. vaccinated? Were they this? Were, you know, there's right. so many things so to look at. So many intervening variables. And when you, whenever, the, the problem with a lot of these news organizations is that they use a univaried analysis to determine, to, to determine the narrative of the story. And when you use a univar, no scientist uses a univaried analysis any scientist worth their salt would not use a univaried analysis to determine the, the 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 causation of of a particular 
you know, a virus or a particular yeah. item, you know, that, that causes something else. You, you have to, there are like 18 different variables at which you look to determine what was truly the cause of death here. Right. Was it, was it lumped into other causes? Was it, were the people older? Were they immunocompromised? Like all these different variants, variations. You know, we're not taking that into consideration. The big and one. I will say it's poor sportsmanship yep. on the end of the news organization yes. reporting it. Yes, if yes, they yes. say, oh, vaccine <clears throat> infections have increased, let's that's it. That's all we need to look at. Infections yep. have increased. Let's 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 put on the masks, everyone. Because well, bad that's news irresponsible. sells. Yep. That's irresponsible. You're not looking at all the alternatives. You're, you're not looking at all not the alternatives. You're not looking at all the variables. What were the age? What are, what's the age range of infection? Yeah. What were the circumstances under infection? What were the what were the testing rates? Were they were they false positives? What like again? There's so many different variables at which we are not looking. And we're looking at infection rate. As, yeah. That's it. Remember, Colin Powell died. And they said, well, he had dementia and he had cancer and he was vaccinated. And we're going to but we're going to label it as a covid death. And we're going to blame you, the citizens, because you didn't want to get vaccinated. You're responsible for Colin Powell's death. Mm -hmm. What do yep. you say to that? You know, that's, that's awful. Yeah. Which what news source? Which news source said that? I forget. Caitlin tells me that one all the time, and I'm like, I, for all I know, it was the New York Times. I don't want to say that for sure, but I'm like, like that's just what that's what we're what we're being told. Yeah, you know, and there are people who still, you know, they don't feel comfortable because they they believe what and they 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 believe that if the news is reporting it, it must be true. And therefore, I must believe that. Right. And I'm, and we're here to say, hold up. If you, if you have any brains, you will realize that all news systems are not the same. Right. Come up with your own idea. If you can even trust it for crying out loud. Read you know? from multiple sources. Right. This is why I like my smart news app, because it lists... It, 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 literally like five versions of the same article reported from different news stories like extrapolate what you will yeah. and make an informed decision on your own you know it's so funny <clears throat> oh maybe we'll end with this i remember you know being in the collegiate environment as both a student and as a professor over you know so many years i started college in 2001 so make up your own judgments there. But so much of the higher ed environment is trying to tell these students, think outside the box, be you, come up with your own informed decisions, et cetera. However, now so much of it is also, well, not only that, but make sure it is of the what we're telling you, which is very biased towards one side. And if you don't agree with it, you're the problem. Right. That's that, not only is that in higher ed, that's in the news. That's everywhere in culture. And we're so stupid to just let that be, you know, how we operate. We are all individuals. And it's okay are, if there's dissonance. We all have ex different experiences. Don't judge people because they don't agree with you. Right.
you know, unless that person's Hitler, then it's a different story. <laughs> right. So should we end Hil on it? Mr. Hilter. Yeah, exactly. And and we have to make sure we quantify which Hitler. It's not like it's Steve Hitler, you know. Right. That's a good joke you used yesterday, by the way. The Mozart. Oh, the Wolfgang. Uh, uh, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Like, and I'm in the back going. Not Richard Mozart. Not not <laughs> not Steve Mozart. Not Phil <laughs> Mozart, who has a an Allen wrench shop down the street. You know. <laughs> Just sells Allen wrenches. Exactly. Else. Exactly. Yeah. Like Allen wrenches as big as your head. Yeah. Like the big curve, like, and you have to like, it, it's like a crank. <laughs> I can I can see the uh, the low budget local commercial now. Yeah. You know? Hi, I'm Phil Hit the Hitler. I'm Phil Mozart, <laughs> <laughs> and this is my business partner, Martin Hitler. <laughs> we sell Allen wrenches. Yeah, exactly. And just Allen wrenches, like a Tim yeah. and Eric bit. Yeah. We got all the Allen wrenches. wrenches. <laughs> cut his head off this is this is like interdimensional cable on rick and morty this is that yeah this is great because orpa zorpa field you know real fake doors oh man okay well now that we've now that we've brought tim and eric and rick and morty into this and talked about hitler and mozart uh should we end oh please let's okay <laughs> before we before we cancel ourselves yeah well we'll save that joke for the 100th episode <laughs> so yeah that'll be um good. yeah uh so yeah we this is we're concluding episode 99 uh make sure you tune into episode 100 because we have got so many we got it we got a good guest we got big news we got everything so you're gonna want to you're gonna want to tune into this one and stay with us because a lot of big stuff is happening with osip in 2022 uh so it's going to be the year of the osip if you will you know, it's kind of like the summer, the of, summer George. of George. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, thank you very much as always. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like you just brushing me off, like yeah, whatever. Okay, I just no, thank, no, thank, thank <laughs> you. Yes, of course. <laughs> as always, check us out at osafoundation.org. The email address for the show is podcast at osafoundation.org. You can also check us out at facebook.com slash osafoundation. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Osa Foundation, hashtag how you play the game, and also on YouTube. And until our 100th episode in just a few short weeks, make sure that you live your life and that you treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the Osa Foundation, Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org.